Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, New Beginnings Christian Center, this is your pastor, Pastor Ronald A. Cooper. And on behalf of the members of New Beginnings Christian Center, the First Lady, I want to welcome everyone who's listening in this morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It is such a blessed opportunity for me to be able to come before you once again and to offer the Word of God. I pray that you're ready this morning to receive some wonderful news, some good news, and a mighty word from God. That's right. A word from God for the people of God this morning. What better way to start off our morning by, by uh, allowing Reverend Pastor Marvin Sapp to just sing, talking about that one thing that you desire. Hallelujah. What, what one thing do you desire in this week, in this time, in this season? You know, we're approaching the holidays. A lot of people making a lot of requests. But how many of you requesting that God come in and do something special, something mighty in your life this morning and bless you in a in an amazing way? I know I know we all stand in need of some blessings. I'm telling you what, I'm sure God is being bombarded by all sorts of prayers right now. With everything that's going on around us, y'all better be praying out there. I tell you what, I sure am. And if you aren't praying, I'm going to ask you right now that you take time out to remember to pray for me as I pray for you this morning. Hallelujah, praise God. We're gonna talk about three special gifts this morning. And I know that in this in this season right here that we call Christmas in this time of giving that much of the focus of the day is on shopping and presents and delicious meals and all those wonderful things like that. However, I would like to take a moment this morning to reinforce what you know about the true reason for the season we all need a little reinforcing every once in a while so let me say that to uh, to you publicly right now before you as you're listening to me this morning that i agree with the focus being on gifts but not those gifts that you may be thinking about no i'm not talking about that big screen tv or that ipad or that new computer or a new car even even a new home in some cases but three very, very, very special gifts that can only come from one who is a true giver of all things. That's right. You know who I'm referring to right now. Many of you may know the story of Christ's birth, but let me ask how many of you understand and know the true meaning behind it. 
you know about how it went and the three wise men that came bearing the gifts that's right i'm not going to tell you what they are because i know you know and if you don't that's going to be a trivia question for bible study but few ever stopped to consider what was given in return oh yes it wasn't a one-way offer it wasn't a one-way presentation there was so much more that was given in return and that's what we're going to take a look at this morning that's right as we get into the word of god and i pray and i, I shouldn't i know i don't need to remind you but please whatever form your bible comes in make sure you have it handy make sure you have the word of god with you at all times not just on sunday morning well, i ain't talking to the sunday morning saints but i'm talking about the true 100 blood watch believers this morning those who have accepted christ as their lord and savior and want him to be a part of their lives each and every day and so let us get ready to focus on that which is going to bring us great strength great peace great relief oh hallelujah and all that we stand in need of right now oh yes what are you seeking after this morning that you may dwell in the house of the lord i know that's showing sure up what i'm looking for that's right and so i'm praying that you're going to join me today and seek that one thing and each of us seek after it just as pastor sap just said that one thing that i'm gonna seek after this morning Oh, hallelujah. If your Bibles are handy this morning, we'll be coming out of, we're going to be reading first out of the book of Luke. And I know that each and every one of you have a Bible. So let's just get this thing rolling right now. And I said, as I said in my opening, we're going to talk about three special gifts that were given. That's right. It wasn't just that the wise men gave gifts, but there were three additional special gifts given. But we need to look at some scripture here so that we can make certain that we're we're not missing anything for those who haven't read it lately if you turn with me to the book of luke the second chapter beginning at the first verse and we're going to read both out of luke and out of matthew matthew is going to be in the second chapter as well beginning at verse one and in each of those books we're going to read verses one through twelve as we refresh ourselves let us begin in luke though however the second chapter, beginning at the first verse, it reads, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Oh, come on now. Mm. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his exposed wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory 
of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Amen. We just read Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. And now we're going to jump over to the book of Matthew. And I want to go to that second chapter also. I'm going to read beginning at verse 1 as well out of the book of Matthew. So please flip with me, if you will, and let us begin reading at verse 1. And now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of, there, out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privy, called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the, for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come unto the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Amen. May God bless and add a blessing to the reading of his word this morning. Reading those scriptures takes us back to so much in remembrance that, that we need to always keep in our hearts and being mindful of and know that there weren't just three gifts that were given to that babe in that manger on that night, but the world in those very moments at the birth of Christ received some very important gifts as well. And we should be so very, very excited and happy because God thought so much of you and I. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for blessing each and every one of us to stand before your presence and to say thank you for the wondrous gifts that you have blessed us to receive in this world. 
for being the recipients of your love, your kindness, your generosity, for being the recipients, Father God, of the blessing of allowing each and every one of us to see another day, for being allowed the blessing of worshiping you, oh God. We are so very thankful. And now as we have received this reading and prepare ourselves to sit at the table and receive your word, we add that ask that you add a blessing upon it, Father God, that it do for us all that you would have it to do and that we be blessed by the receiving of it. And we thank you, Father, and ask all things in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You see, the first point that we have to be mindful of is that remembering a life that was forgiven. And we say this, a life that was forgiven, because let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but there have been some messes made. Mm, I'm just going to tell you right now. And if it weren't for the God that we serve, there would be no return. There would be no way back. There would be no forgiveness. There would be no way to make up for all the mistakes that, that have been, that have come before in life. But by that birth, when Jesus came, he brought you a very special gift. He brought each of us a special gift. You see, we are justified by faith and have peace with God because we are believers, because you are a true believer in Christ, then you and I have been forgiven. You see, in Romans, the fifth chapter, the first verse, let us go flip there, if you will, and let us read. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, because of your faith, because of that belief, that trust that you have, the reliance that you have on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we share. We have been forgiven. And it is only a gift that can come from the Father through his Son, Jesus. He came that we might be able to receive that forgiveness. It was greater than any gift that could be presented to him in those moments of birth. It was, it's more valuable and has served more people than any gift we could ever present or offer unto God. You know, many of you may be reminded or have have heard the old saying that you can't be God's giving. And that is so very true in these times. And so in our rush to, to get in, involved in all the hustle and bustle and online shopping and running here and there to the stores, have we stopped to consider what gifts has God given unto you? And are you thankful for them? Are you reflecting that thanks that each of us needs to have? Because we know, we stop to acknowledge, we stop to realize and accept and, and show God that we are truly grateful for this gift, for allowing us to, to find mercy, to receive it, his grace, in such a way and it continues to give. It has been giving for a very long time, and it continues to give every day. 
I'm talking to those right now that know that they have made mistakes, they, they have messed up, that they haven't always spoken the right words and done the right things. But you know that in spite of yourself, in spite of where you've been, what you've been, and who you've been, that by accepting Christ, by turning your life over and around, that you are now a new creation, a new creature and a new creation, that God has made you into something better, something different, and that all those old things can be forgotten and put behind you because it's no longer a part of who you are. That forgiveness that can only, only come from God is the forgiveness that sets you free in this moment. And you have been set free of those burdens. And you should not be trying to bag, pack them around behind you or bear them anymore. You need to let it go. Put it down. Step back away from it and move on. And you see, then you can begin to live the fullness of life that God wants each and every one of us to live. But he also gave us another gift. The second gift was a life that is forever. Some may question that in the way that it's being shared with you right now. But you see, we can rejoice in the hope of knowing the glory of God. Come on, somebody. The hope of knowing the glory of God. If you are living a life of belief that this is it, this is the end, the end and there is no reason to, to, to even consider that there is more to life than, than this, than what you're living right now, then you are missing the whole picture. You are missing out on what life really is and what God has in store for you. You see, hope is not for the, the, the presents that might be under a tree or for those things that someone may be planning to give you sometime this week. But hope is knowing that God has truly laid up for you, set aside, put something in place for you, a mansion that will be that place where you will reside with him forever, that there is a place in glory where each of you, each of us will be able to live out the remainder, all of the, the abundance of life that God will give to each and every, every one of us. This world is only a stepping stone. It's only a stop along the way. You see, we have to understand that each of us at some point will have to leave this place. Everyone's got a date. I say that so many times, but we all have to know and understand each of us has a date set and we don't know when that date may be, but we must consider the importance of having our lives in order at all times so that when that moment for us to return home, when that moment comes for us to return to Christ and be with him, in salvation and, and and live that life in glory with him. I'm not talking about being shipped off to someplace alone in darkness, but living in a in the light with Christ and having a joyful, happy life filled with love and peace and, and just so much beauty and wonder. 
It's going to be magnificent when the time that he has prepared comes for each of us to depart this world. You see, in Romans, that same chapter, that same chapter, the fifth chapter, that second verse, that very next verse, it says, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice. Come on, you can't look over that. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Did y'all miss that? I, I hope you didn't miss it. I hope you caught it. Don't miss what this is saying. Remember, words have meaning, and we must we must absorb all that's being said. We must, it said, by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And I pray that each of you is standing in a place of grace right now. And rejoice in hope, that hope that you have in your heart, that hope that you know that God has and knows your name of the glory of God, that glory, that peaceful, that wondrous place that God has for you and I. It is what our work is all about. We're not working in vain. We're working so that we might one day share in that kingdom with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that work has to start today. It doesn't. It doesn't buy you anything to go out and, or it doesn't cause you to receive any greater gain because you go out and you buy the biggest presents and the best gifts and you get the best wrapping paper and all those things. No, it's that relationship. It's, it's that fellowship that we have with the son, with Jesus, so that the father might know us. And that third gift, what is that third gift? You might ask, a life that is fortified. From that same chapter, the fifth chapter, verses three through five, it says, mm, come on now, y'all with me? I hope, I hope you are sticking with me so far. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. That means we, yeah, our joy remains even in the troubled times knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and the hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. You know, this is a time of year when folks tr start feeling so very alone. They feel troubled. They feel pressured. They feel abandoned. But if we can just lighten that burden upon them and upon each and every person here by reminding them that you're never, ever alone. When Christ left, he left a comforter. He left the Holy Spirit. But he also is with you each and every day. And that's why I like to remind people that if no one's told you that you that they love you today, this week or this month or even this year, then you should be reminded right now that Christ loves you. God loves you. 
And we all love you with the love of Christ. Because he has never stopped loving you. You have never stopped being special or precious in his sight. And you should never forget that. We persevere in tribulations, strengthened by his love, which is shed abroad in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. You see, the reason why you can make it is, is because of his love. The reason why you haven't fallen by the wayside is because of his love. The reason why the world hasn't collapsed all around you And even in the worst of times, there always seems to be a way made for you, a door that's opened, someone to comfort you, to come in and to rescue you. It's because of his love. And we should take that love and return it to the world. We need to share that love. We need to ensure that what we do while we are here counts on a daily basis that we're doing something more than trying to seek creature comforts for ourselves, but we do everything in our power to ensure that the love of Christ is shared all throughout this world and that we show the world that Christ's love is the great healer. It's the great restorer. It is the greatest love that you could ever experience in your life. That's for the downtrodden, the brokenhearted, the struggling, the suffering, those who have been hurt, those who have been stepped on, those who have been have been have been have been abused and and used by this world, those who have suffered rejection can all be restored and brought back to a better place. All because of the love of Jesus Christ. And we have a responsibility to ensure that that love is shown throughout the world. If we received, if you have received any of Christ's gifts, that he came all this way from heaven just to give to you, then don't be stingy, don't be cheap. How about share some of his love with someone this week? How about take the time? Why don't you take the time to ensure that For as huge, as large as that love is, that you make certain, you make every effort this week to show someone what the love of Christ looks like. I'm not talking about the fake, fictitious stuff. I'm not talking about, that's why you can't go through the motions, you can't pretend, you can't put on ads, but you must. If you're going to show them his love, it has to be pure, it has to be true because it needs to come from the heart. Just as the scripture says, we share it from our hearts. And when you do that, it will display great power over the lives of all who you share his love with. And so don't, don't miss, don't misunderstand me. That love doesn't, doesn't come in the form of monetary gifts and, and, and things that you go to purchase from a store to buy, but it comes from sharing a love that comes from the heart. And it is the greatest gift that has ever been given to this world. We are all blessed to know the love of Christ and to live a life of, of, a, of appreciation and joy 
because of that love. How wonderful has he been in your life? And so I'm going to wish you the happiest of seasons. I'm going to even go so far as to say Merry Christmas. But I want you to know that the Christ part of it is what I'm stressing, what I'm highlighting in that salutation. I want you to highlight the Christ. I want the Christ to be heightened and highlighted in you. I love each and every one of you, and I pray nothing but the best in your life, not only in this week, but in the year to come, that going forward, because of his love, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, that you're going to be set free from it right now in the name of Jesus, because of his love. And I thank him for all that he's done and all that he's going to do. Father, I just pray right now that you bless each and every person within the sound of my voice, that you touch them, oh God, in a very special way. Show them your love. Allow them to feel your presence in their lives. Help them to shift the atmosphere all around and change course, chart a new direction for whatever time we have remaining and allow us, dear God, to represent you in a way that displays the greatest example of your love. We thank you. We glorify you. We worship you. We lift you up and we praise you in your son, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. I love you.